This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and here are some of GovInfoSecurity.com's most compelling news and views for the week ending Friday, January 7th, 2011. President Obama signed the American Competes Reauthorization Act, legislation that provides for the first major reorganization in a generation of the National Institute of Standards and Technology. The restructuring reduces to six from ten the number of NIST laboratories. The act also directs NIST to collaborate with industry to develop cloud computing standards. Among the biggest challenges chief information security officers face, whether in government or the private sector, is stopping data leakage. It's a problem being tackled by Delaware Chief Security Officer Elaine Starkey, the subject of our featured interview. Quite frankly, the only data that is allowed to leave the state infrastructure is public data. All of the others can only leave if it is properly protected or properly encrypted. So this is just something that we've been focusing on at least the last six to eight months, just analyzing how big or how small the problem is and trying to take steps to mitigate the risk. And the most common sensitive data being leaked? Social security numbers. We've reconfigured our email tool so that we scan all outbound emails looking for social security number or an SSM-like pattern. And if found, we'll block that. If it's a straight nine-digit number that could potentially be a social security number, we send an advisory back to the vendor, letting them know there's a possibility that that was a social security number. But if it's a true bonafide three digits, hyphen, two digits, hyphen, four digits, we actually block it. We allow the technology to take care of the of closing the vulnerability, sending an alert back to the sender to let them know that they attempted to send confidential information and the send has been blocked. The recipient did not receive the email. I'll be back with my blog entry on conscripting cybersecurity professionals into a virtual defense force after this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. And from our blogs, Conscripting Cybersecurity Experts. Imagine drafting the top IT security minds into a defense force to protect the nation's critical IT infrastructure. Impossible? Highly unlikely here. But leaders in Estonia, the Baltic nation victimized by a digital invasion in 2007, believed to be backed by Russia, are mulling just that. Here's Estonia's defense minister, Jakob Vikson, speaking with NPR. We are thinking or introducing this conscript service, a cyber service. This is an idea that we've been playing around. We don't have neither mechanisms nor laws in place for that, but that might be one option. In the 2007 invasion, a wave of attacks shuttered government, financial, and media IT systems in Estonia. Since then, civilian IT experts in the Baltic nation formed a volunteer group that would act as a unified military command if and when the next cyber assault occurs. Again, Avikson. We have created a cyber defense league that brings together 
people, specialists in cyber defense who work in the private sector as well as in different government uh, agencies. They bring it together to prepare for possible cyber contingencies. The idea of a voluntary cybersecurity force in the U.S. isn't that far-fetched. Last spring, our blogger Eric Lakin proposed a national cyber corps that could serve as a stepping stone to a rewarding career in the private sector for many IT security pros. You can check out my blog by going to govinfosecurity.com's search engine and keyword conscripting cyber experts. That blog has links to the two articles Lakin wrote on the National Cyber Corps. That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening. And please have a pleasant weekend and a good week ahead. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.